0: This is the Eating Well podcast number four for October eighth, two thousand and five. You're listening to Michelle and Steve. You can visit our website at eatingwellpodcast.blogspot.com. Send us an email at eating.well. At gmail.com. We appreciate your feedback and questions.
1: The intro music is Groove It by Dennis Kitchen, part of the Podsafe Music Network. Available at music.podshow.com. And today we're talking about fiber. And the first thing we need to know is why is it that we need to have fiber? It is essential. You need to have fiber intake, but why do you need it?
0: Right. Typically, people go to the drugstore shelves looking for fiber supplements when they experience constipation. Little do they know, fiber is used for both constipation and the other end of the spectrum to get rid of diarrhea.
1: To to have regularity.
0: Yes, it promotes regularity and, per, and it, it promotes regularity and prevents constipation.
1: Now I've tried a few products, and a lot of them are mixes and shakes, and are not shakes, but uh, you add water to them, and they they're either fruity flavored or, generally speaking, not that fantastic. Like hard to Meta, get down.
0: Like the Metamucil or the yeah. Benefiber, they mix it all up and make it taste like orange, so you don't absolutely hate it.
1: Right, that didn't work so hard for me. I it was just not working. So I did try some of the caplets, the tablets. And uh, much better. I mean, it's just a lot easier, too, I think. And, uh, you know, if it's not working, because I, I guess they are not entirely the same, but uh, it it got the job done. I think that's all that needs to be said.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people are out there looking for these um, supplements because they're making them taste better and better. I recently tried one and it tasted like candy, it tastes kind of like sweet tarts.
1: Do you remember what the product name was?
0: I don't. I have that bottle in my office, an empty bottle, but. Um, you know, I don't really need it because I incorporate my fruits and vegetables, but people out there aren't getting enough fiber in their diet naturally and that's why they're searching for these alternative sources.
1: There's other health benefits like the lowering of cholesterol. Uh, Your fiber intake can significantly impact the overall cholesterol and levels of good and bad cholesterol in your blood.
0: Right, we're going to talk more about the specific types of fiber, but the soluble fiber does actually work in your blood system to lower those LDLs, those are the low-density lipoproteins, and reduce your overall cholesterol.
1: And it can help regulate your blood sugar. I suppose that would be very important for diabetic people.
0: Very, yes. It's also these uh, soluble fibers that keep your glucose level low, within range.
1: And for non-diabetics, it's also significant in that you're not going to ride that roller coaster of blood sugar and have an insulin response and become hungry and want to eat.
0: Absolutely. You want to keep your glucose level th- consistent throughout the day and higher fiber foods are typically better quality foods, and it does just that. And the last thing, there's, there's a lot of studies out there that... Um, there's a lot of studies out there that suggest that high fiber diets help prevent colon cancer.
1: And the jury's kind of still out on that one.
0: It is. It is because I mean a lot of people in this country do not get sufficient fiber yet they're not getting colon cancer.
1: Well if you look, if you look at the research that's out there, there isn't really a landmark case that says this is definitely helping or no this really isn't doing anything but it's what current medical technology and the studies think. This is what we believe is the case.
0: And you know, I haven't read a lot of studies, and I haven't looked at a lot of journals specifically about fiber and or colon cancer, but from what, I'm, from what I've read, that's correct.
1: And do we know why that is specifically? I guess we'll get into that to a little bit uh, when we talk about the different kinds of fiber. Right. So when we're talking about fiber, it's on your food label packages. It's listed. It's one of the things that has to go on the nutrition facts panel.
0: Correct, the dietary fiber.
1: But what is it?
0: Fiber is actually the indigestible portion of uh, the carbohydrates from all plant-based foods.
1: And so there are two types of fiber then, and not all, do all labels have to list both types or only if they contain it?
0: You know, it only has to currently list dietary fiber and that's not gonna break it down into soluble and insoluble. Some labels will differentiate because some people care about it, but honestly it's not so important. What's going to really play a key role is just getting a variety of fiber and you don't have to be concerned about it unless your your doctor asks you to specifically track it.
1: And so when we're looking at how much fiber intake is appropriate, we're generally looking at 25 to 35 grams of fiber throughout the course of one day.
0: That's a general um, good number to keep in your mind. At least 25 grams a day. Most health professionals out there will say 25 grams. Unfortunately, most Americans only get 15 grams a day. And, and I and I recently read a study that said, um, well, two studies. One was that children in general only get four fruits and vegetables per week, which is crazy to me. That's terrible. And of course, that's not counting like the apple juice. That's the actual fruits and vegetables. And the other study was saying that the the kids are getting their sources of fiber primarily from three sources. Applesauce, fruit cocktail from a can, and, of all things, pizza. Mm. So, I don't think they're having a lot of vegetables on those pizzas, so where do you think it's coming from?
1: Yeah, maybe the crust, maybe.
0: Probably. Yeah, maybe the crust, if they eat the crust
1: the only way you're going to know how much fiber you're getting is if you're keeping track and reading labels and we said that all the nutrition fact panels on all the products you buy are going to have that.
0: Right, exactly, so if you're already wise to label reading this is going to be really simple for you. Um, We all grew up knowing we should have five fruits and vegetables a day and you're getting a lot of fiber from them. Um, However, uh, most of us eat a lot of grains and pastas and, and other foods that Also, contain fiber, but you're exactly right. If you're not looking at labels, chances are you're definitely not looking up on websites or in books to find out how much fiber you're getting. So, you want to track it.
1: Definitely. Record keeping is something we've always talked about. I think every show we've mentioned keeping records and keeping track of what you're eating, you know, at least until you get a rhythm down to where you know that what you got all your bases covered, you know?
0: Yes, exactly. And it's not going to be the most fun part of anyone's day, but if you're interested to know if you're getting adequate amounts of anything out there you're gonna to have to take notes
1: I keep records all the time every time I eat something it gets it gets written down uh, it's just something it's part of my habit now the only thing that I don't track really close is water and you know I've had some problems with finding out later on when I go back and tally up the water I've had throughout the day that it's not been enough right but um, generally speaking everything that I eat, uh, gets written down and it's really made a difference in my ability to be aware my general awareness you know the end of the day starts rolling around and I have a pretty good idea of what I can still have and remain under my calorie barrier
0: right and to just um, talk about water a little bit more um we've talked about hydration in a previous uh, show so you can welcome you're welcome to listen to that one as well if you want to hear more about water. But one thing I do that's important because I don't like to track water, I don't like to keep records over it, is I just carry a 32-ounce bottle with me everywhere. So I have to drink two of those in my day to get my 64 ounces. We know that we need eight 8-ounce o- eight, eight glasses a day, so there's my water.
1: Yeah. And that's good environmental control. We're going to have to do a show on environmental control and what that means. But to kind of summarize it is you're using your behavior to control the area around you and your availability of foods or unavailability of foods to promote a better decision-making process for yourself.
0: Right. If you carry water with you, you're more inclined to drink it.
1: That's right. And it's not going to be possible to drink the water if it's not available.
0: Right, and this is actually a good point to bring up, I know we got sidetracked with water because of record keeping, however, talking about fiber today, um, water plays a a crucial role because if you start adding uh, significant fiber to your diet quickly, it's going to absorb water and actually uh, cause you to retain fluids. So one of the key points I wanted to make today when we're talking is that if you're going to be interested in increasing your fiber in your diet, you also want to increase your water
1: and it's not something you should just jump full-bore into. You need to kind of ramp things up slowly because this is going to you're going to feel the difference.
0: Absolutely, I promise you, you will. If you're typically getting one, two, maybe three fruits and vegetables a day and if you want to get the minimum recommended of five a day, you don't want to just start this tomorrow, especially if you don't get any. You're going to feel very, very bloated, um, gassy, uncomfortable. It's not pleasant.
1: No. So, again, the advice is to ramp them up slowly, uh, you know start start incorporating them on a regular basis and as your body makes the adjustments, it's going to you can start increasing the amount until you get up to about 25 or 35 grams a day. Good point. So do you have a couple of favorite sources of fiber? I mean, we've talked about soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. What, what are they exactly?
0: I hate that question. <laughs> I can never remember the answer, which is soluble and which is insoluble. I know that the soluble portion of fiber is the one that helps lower your blood sugar and keep your cholesterol in check. The insoluble, I think of the insoluble ones as like the stringy things that come off of celery or like the lettuce, the the broccoli, the cruciferous things that are actually sweeping through your system. The ones that do not really break down, right? So they're not adjustable. You, you keep that in mind. So they have the effect of actually sweeping through your colon and keeping it clean. So that's the way I remember the the basic terminology for it. However, which foods have soluble and insoluble, I never remember because it's just not that important to me.
1: The more, more important to you is the total amount.
0: The total amount and just to make sure that you get um, adequate fiber and from a variety of sources
1: and that's that really can't be emphasized enough that applies to several things having a variety you can go by color you can go by texture i mean it, it doesn't matter the variety is what's important
0: right i mean because overall fiber comes from uh, beans and lentils fruits and vegetables oat and barley type uh... products and some seeds and grains and you can get them from you know breads and cereals and pastas and the, the better quality product that you choose, the more fiber you're going to get. Primarily when you're getting whole grain products in that, in that variety.
1: And what about calories? I find that some of the products that are very high in fiber are also very high in calories and those tend to be like seeds and nuts and some of the whole grains but it's not necessarily the grains and the fiber in the product that's causing the much higher calories. Uh, for example, bread. The fiber isn't the, the problem with the bread. Necessarily.
0: Well as far as bread's concerned fiber is never going to be a problem per se. Um, it very may well cause it to be higher calories because it is more nutrient dense and calorie dense because of the higher quality grain. However, um, it does your body so much more good that it doesn't matter if it's 20 more calories. You know, you're you're actually getting a, a quality product that's going to come into your body and like we mentioned earlier, stabilize your glucose and your blood sugar. So, you know, getting a piece of whole wheat bread for 3 to 5 grams of fiber per serving is going to sit with you a lot longer, and you know, maintain your um, satiety level a lot longer than just a piece of white bread with no fiber in it.
1: So these are beneficial calories, the ones that we're going after. This is why we make room in our calorie budget to get these sorts of foods in.
0: That's actually really well put. I like to think of it that way, uh, beneficial calories.
1: And so you can get 8 grams of fiber and half a cup of beans.
0: Yeah, beans are great. You know, they're a little calorie dense, but they're very nutrient dense. A half a cup um, can go a long way, keeps you full for a while, and gives you 8 grams of fiber. So, yeah. you know, any kind of beans that you like black beans, pinto beans, garbanzo beans, we're not talking about green beans and wax beans here, we're talking about whole beans.
1: Real legume beans. Legumes. Yeah, I like beans in particular because they are very nutrient dense, you can have a very small portion of them and put them into a salad or I like to cook with them and they do stick with you a long time. Right. You eat them and you're, you're not hungry again in two hours. It might be a good idea to eat something, but you're not hungry, you're not famished in two hours like so many other foods will do to you.
0: Yeah, and beans we talked about in another show as well, looking at protein, so you just can't go wrong with them. But like we mentioned a little earlier, the bloatingness and the gassiness, so when people think about adding fiber and adding beans, this is the feeling we're talking about, that you can also experience with other fruits and vegetables in bulk
1: in bulk. And that's, you know, you don't want to sit down and eat four cups of beans. That's not going to be, that's not a very good decision.
0: No. This actually reminds me of something something I did years ago. I, I started to go on a diet at one point. I was, you know, about 35 pounds heavier than I am now. And I decided I'm going to get really healthy. So I brought home a whole head of broccoli and put it in my brand new vegetable steamer. Steamed it all up, ate the whole thing, was so tasty. About an hour later, I thought I was going to die. Oh. <laughs> what did I do?
1: Well, broccoli has also got a lot of fiber in it. A cup for eight grams or so. That's right. And then uh, some of my all stars are carrots. I love carrots. A little bit higher in calories, you know, because of the sugars.
0: Or raw? Do you like them cooked or raw?
1: I like them raw. The little baby carrots in the bag. I get the 16 ounce bag, and that's two cups. I measure it, you know, one serving is a cup. So I sit down and have two servings. But it's portable. I mean, they're pretty durable. You know, sometimes they come with a little bit of water in them, but, uh, I mean, they're clean, they're not going to get all of your work clothes, you can take them to work, it's great, and then you're pretty full after that, 16 ounces of uh, carrots is a little stick to you, fill you up.
0: Oh yeah, they're delicious, I love to have them as snacks around, and I've been doing a little bit of experimenting with carrots lately, Um, I've had a little five-year-old around the past week, and just trying to get him to eat a little healthier, and so every time I put a meal on the table, I put a plate of carrots out in the middle no ranch to dip them in, no extra special anything, just carrots. and Every time he'll eat the carrots over anything else I feed him. Carrots
1: are good. I like carrots.
0: Yeah, you want to have your kids get some more fiber in their diet, throw some carrots out there, some apples.
1: And there are some fruits that are particularly good in fiber also like raspberries and blackberries.
0: Yeah, those seedy ones are a little higher in fiber overall. Um, If you're interested to know know, which foods out there are higher in fiber, um, you should look in your favorite a nutrition book or your uh, website of choice, your search engine on the internet, but uh, as a good uh, rule of thumb, Steve's thrown a couple of ideas ar- already out there at you. But in general, most fruits have two grams of fiber and most vegetables have four grams of fiber.
1: I like uh, using nutritiondana.com to look up information. We've got a little search bar at the bottom of our website uh, eatingwellpodcast.blogspot.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom There's a little green bar in there, and by default it says banana, but you can type in anything you want there. It'll take you right over to the Nutrition Data website, and uh, it's excellent information, lots of graphs, and it's got a little uh, nutrition facts panel, and breaks down in great detail uh, what you can expect to find in that that product.
0: And I really like that website as well, I know I've been using it for a long time, and Particularly, I like it because it gives you exact units of measure. It'll tell you a half a cup or a cup. It doesn't say a medium apple, because what does a medium apple mean? I mean, it's up for interpretation. And you can also toy with the, with the um, serving size and change it around. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention about fiber, especially with fruits and vegetables, a common question I get is when you cook them, whether you, you know, steam them or broil them or microwave them, does it change the fiber content? And the answer is no. The biggest way you're going to change the fiber content of any fruit or vegetable is removing the peel. Okay, A lot of the nutrients and phytochemicals themselves are in the peel, as well as the fiber.
1: And that includes things like the husk on um, like a kernel of corn. If you pop popcorn, that little part that sticks in your teeth is where the fiber is?
0: That is part of the fiber. You're still going to get a considerable amount of fiber in popped corn air popcorn, We're not talking about movie theater popcorn, which you're still going to get fiber from, but I can't promote that right now because yeah. <laughs> of all that butter. But um, yeah, you're still going to get the fiber in there. Uh, but primarily think of like apples. You know, you take the peel off of an apple, you've just lost more than half of the fiber. You go a step further, make it into apple sauce. If you get rid of chunks, there's fiber. You go a step further, make it into apple juice. It's almost all gone.
1: You mentioned the cooking, and that brought to mind that uh, sometimes if you boil vegetables, or in this case, uh, beans, and you throw the water away, you're not losing any fiber. Maybe some nutrients, but not fiber.
0: That's right. You're not losing fiber that way, but you are losing not uh, some good vitamins and minerals. So that's why they typically recommend steaming your vegetables rather than boiling them.
1: Right. Well, I guess you can't really steam beans, can you?
0: Whole beans? Yeah. You know, honestly, I don't even know how to prepare whole beans. I buy them in a can. <laughs> <laughs> so, I rinse them off and they're ready to go.
1: Ready to go. Well, makes it easy. I like to get plenty of uh, fruits and vegetables in. I uh, I usually put them in, in my breakfast just because, I don't know, it seems like a breakfasty thing is the fruit for me and, um, and so I'll put them in the shakes that I have in the morning and uh, it's just, it's so easy. I don't, it's so easy to do that. Getting them in is not really a top of mind concern for me because I know I'm getting so many in, and I get I like to experiment with different combinations and try new fruit that I've not tried before. And so, uh, when I when I talk to people about how to get more fruits and vegetables in, it's really it's really beneficial to have a list of things of experiences that you've tried. You know, you can recommend. Oh, you know, bananas are good, but have you tried strawberries? They're a lot lower in calories and you still get all that fiber
0: right right and um you know sometimes i'll start with my my day with some shakes but if i don't another really great way to start your day that's high fiber that sticks to your ribs pretty well is a bowl of oatmeal and one of my favorite ways to do that is just a a nice whole grain multi-grain oatmeal a cup of blueberries and a tablespoon of flax meal um, which is another thing we kind of wanted to mention today about fiber but Um, You know, you're going to get, let's say, four grams for the oatmeal, uh, another four grams for the blueberries, and then the flax. I think we talked about it earlier and figured out it's another two and a half grams or so for a tablespoon. So that's a really nice start to your day. And um, that's something that's going to keep you full for many, many hours because it really does keep your glucose on track and sticks to your ribs well and uh, keeps you full for many hours.
1: And part of the reason why, we mentioned this in the very beginning, but part of the reason why it... it Leaves you satisfied is it helps to manage your blood sugar, right? So you don't you don't spike up with high blood sugar and have insulin response and crash and like uh, many high carb foods will do.
0: Right, and then you know we talked also about this in, in our in our previous show about proteins, but um, there's a lot of diets out there that are promoting high protein, low carbs, and it just drives me crazy because that eliminates a lot of these fruits and vegetables, which are crucial to diets. Anyone's diet uh, in so many different ways.
1: Yeah, better to get it in a natural form, I think, than trying to supplement. Um, try it. Try increasing slowly the amount of fiber you get. And if you have any questions about uh, fiber or anything that you've heard on the show so far, shoot us an email. We're glad to respond to you.
0: And that's a really good point. I like to end with that and just leave that in your mind. You know, we like to just get things in a pill form and make it simple. Um, but why you can just eat an apple, have some, you know, beans and have, you know, enjoy your day and get some good foods. Keep your fiber high, keep your energy level high, keep your colon clean. <laughs> yeah. Keep your digestive track on your digestive system on track. Yeah. Yeah, all those things.
1: So now I'm going to bring you something from the news. ABC is reporting that the US FDA, Food and Drug Administration has changed some of the some of the rules for animal feed. And it's all, it's related to the mad cow scare Mm -hmm. and some of the bans that happened. And it would be effective starting next year and it would altogether eliminate the animal and cattle parts used in feed that are known to carry this disease.
0: You know, this is actually a good thing that they bring up because animals need fiber too, right? And you're not going to get fiber from Animal products. It's filler. Right. It's just. It's it's filler. Yeah.
1: Um, Japan is uh, already just blocked all imports of U.S. meat altogether. They switched to uh, Australian-grown cattle, and that's because that they're all grain and grass-fed by law in Australia. There you go. So it's a step in the right direction for the U.S. meat producers. Um, Some of the um, beef and Cattlemen's Association have said that this is pretty much what we're doing already this is a very small change but it's a change that needed to happen I agree so that's that's what ABC is reporting that and we'll put a link in the show notes for you also higher priced fruits and vegetables are linked to weight gain in kids and this is from a Forbes article okay. we'll put a link up to Forbes.com and Basically, the concern is that higher prices for fruits and vegetables are going to lead to an increase in weight gain in school-age children, particularly those that live in low-income areas. And they're saying, uh, just to contrast that, they're saying that children who live in neighborhoods where fruits and vegetables are much more affordable gain less weight from the years of kindergarten through third grade.
0: You know, that's really unfortunate, because I have known over the years that low-income neighborhoods do have already considerably lower access to fresh fruits and vegetables, and they have a lot of access to fast food, and there's not a lot of high-fiber, high-quality whole grains and, and fruits and vegetables in these fast-food restaurants. So, this is really um, not not a surprise, but it's unfortunate that now we're going to have this, this extra problem on top of um, the ones that are already there.
1: Well, uh, the reason I bring it is it has a lot to do with environmental control. Yeah this illustrates the need for having good environmental control just for your own general health and beyond any sort of weight management which is why i learned about it 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 promotes better decisions altogether because you're bringing things into your environment like fruits and vegetables and making them available whether or not you always choose them is another matter but you can't choose them if they're not there
0: you're exactly right it sounds like our next show should be about environmental control
1: and you can subscribe to the show on the iTunes Music Store or on Odeo.com. And we have a couple of other chicklets on the website for podcasting pros that really know what they're into. Look uh, quick links for my uh, quick links for Yahoo My Music and a few others, Rojo. And uh, we'd like to solicit some of your feedback. We'd love getting an email from people with questions or comments, and you can do that at eating.well.com at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Be well. The exit music is So Funky It Stinks by Furious Ball, part of the Podsafe Music Network, available at music.podshow.com that's when, true
0: when, when you're getting whole grains
1: say that again generally speaking or uh, not um right there's no fiber in apple juice even though you're still having fiber uh you mentioned the cooking and that so uh oh shoot proactive active her uh, is part of the which is why I learned about it and you can tune into it by listening. Be well.
0: Fiber. <laughs> <that out>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Edit.